Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. This is Callan. Anna is here. We're ready to chat. We've got a lot to discuss, so... Yes. Uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> so, I have been watching um, Love Island. I don't know if anyone else is. Nice. I feel like, you know. So, have you watched any of it yet? No, I've been so behind. Yeah, because uh, I realized that it comes on every day, which I had forgotten that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. And I thought Big Brother was a lot. And then, because I only watched, I think I watched the premiere and the finale last year. (laughs) So, yeah, I need to get on that. This weekend's a long weekend, so maybe I can work on that. Well, um, one thing they're doing, which you might be interested in, is I think on Friday nights, at least one night a week, it's a recap episode. So, it's all of it put together. So, that might be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Maybe I'll end up doing that. Because it's been two weeks that it's on. Yeah, there's like, I think there's like nine episodes. So. Okay. (laughs) Which is. Yikes. That's still a lot. Yeah. That's more than one season of some shows. So yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) It's been entertaining. Oh, I'm sure. You know what to expect. Now, I will say, everyone, if you're not watching, there is a guy on there who is from Mississippi. All right. His name is Jeremiah. He's very sweet. I was shocked to see someone from Mississippi on a reality show. That is quite rare. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, that was was fun to see. There's been some good drama, but I won't spoil anything in case people are keeping up with it. But that's what I've been watching. Okay. Cool. Well, as a lot of people probably know, last week I went to Colorado to visit with some family. And... My sisters-in-law, I have quite a few sisters-in-laws, I guess is the right way to say it. They all really like anime and, like, Korean films. So we watched a zombie movie, a Korean zombie movie called Train to Busan. Have you heard of that? I have not. Okay. I hadn't heard about it either. Stephen, like... His friend gave, Stephen's my husband, excuse me, somebody gave him that movie, like one of his friends for Christmas, and we had, he had never watched it, and all of his family who we saw in Colorado, they all really wanted to watch that movie, so we all watched it together, and it's, it was different. I personally love zombie movies, like World War Z is a great movie, and Zombieland, of course. Oh, I love that <laughs> It's great. Uh, so it was interesting to see, like, kind of another country's perspective, mm-hmm. because the the premise is it's this this father, and he's like a workaholic, and for his daughter's birthday, she wanted to visit her mom, and she lives in Busan, and so he decided to take her to the train, like, take her on the train to go to Busan, and while they're on the train, there's been a zombie outbreak, like, in the country, and it spreads super fast. They're super aggressive, but they're kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, it's not a funny movie, but um, it has some some comical moments, I guess, whenever you, like, if you've seen a lot of other zombie movies, because there's one scene where it's kind of the first scene that they see the zombies, and they're like, oh, crap, these people are biting everyone, and they're becoming, like, cannibals or whatever. And they eventually, so they're all on this train. Right, they're all stuck on this train. So there's zombies in the train, and then they're humans in the train. And they eventually are able to run into this car, and they pull the the door closed, like the sliding door, you know, that you do to, like, get from cart to cart. And this guy realizes the zombies don't know how to open the door. Mm. And so they're just like, ah, like banging on the door. <laughs> and they don't know how to unlock, they, they don't know how to open it. And so they're just like chilling. And then this one lady, she's like, okay, well, let's try to make a wall. So she puts water on the glass and puts um newspaper on the glass to where it sticks on there yeah and i guess the zombies think it's a wall and so they stop like pounding and yelling 
Oh. So it was really interesting because, like, I've never really seen a movie like that where, like, the zombies... Usually the zombie movies I've seen, the zombies, like, evolve. So, like, they learn Mm -hmm. things, you know, like, watch us do things. So... Right, right. Anyway, it's super crazy. It's a super sad movie, obviously. But it's really good. So I recommend it, especially if you like, you know, international movies. I think it was really good. There's apparently a sequel, so we'll have to watch the sequel at some point. Yeah, I think it's really cool to see how other countries, like, interpret, like, what they do. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you watch The Walking Dead? I didn't think you did. No, I've never, I haven't seen this series. I've watched maybe three episodes And it seemed pretty interesting. I don't know. I just never... It just seems like it's super long. Is it still on? Um, no. It just, like... It was so popular, as we know, but I was just, like, not interested. (laughs) It's funny because, like, so Anna and I have gone to the Comic-Con in New Orleans multiple times, and it was, like, always there are people from The Walking Dead there. (laughs) And it you kind of feel bad because it's, like... I don't know who you are, except for Norman Reedus. Of course, I feel like everybody knew who he was. Which True. Let me throw in there that if you see Norman Reedus at a Comic-Con <laughs> and you pay to get a photo with him, I think you're getting ripped off because he always wears sunglasses in his photo. And I'm like, no, I did not pay $80 for this photo with you for me to <laughs> not be able to fully prove that that's you, you know? Yeah. Right. But, but anyway, no, I never watched Walking Dead. Um, I did like Zombieland, like you mentioned. Did you ever see um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I do not support that franchise or what the heck it is because it's sacrilegious. Because Jane Austen is supreme being and I will never read something that's a spoof off of her. We are, I mean, diehard Jane Austen fans, Austenites, if you will. <laughs> and I did not want to see zombies involved in anything she did. The only reason I was remotely interested was because Matt Smith was in it. Okay, I thought that he was in that movie. And I was about to say the only reason I was interested in, like, I have no desire to read it or watch it, but I was curious about him, like how his performance was. Because we are also Doctor Who people as well. But let us know if you've seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Maybe you can educate us on it because that's what I want. I, I don't have a desire to watch the movie or read the book, but if you have insight, let me know because I'm curious. So true because I... I would love to know how it's adapted and, like, where the zombies come into play and, like, how it affects the plot. I'm assuming assuming Mr. Wickham is, like, head honcho of the zombies, you know? (laughs) I could totally see that because, I mean, did he go off into war to, like, fight the zombies? Mm. Maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I'm intrigued. Please let us know. So, what are you drinking tonight? Well... I got a Smirnoff seltzer, and it's red, white, and berry. Um, I've never had Smirnoff seltzer before, first of all. Okay. And then I've never had their Patriotic Edition, and and it's good. Um, I'm not a huge... So it says cherry, citrus, and blue raspberry, I guess, for the red, white, and blue. I'm not a huge blue raspberry person. So it kind of throws me off a little bit because it kind of feels like I'm like eating a liquid sucker or something, Mm -hmm. but it's good. Like it has a nice taste. I probably would not buy it again just because it's not really my flavor profile, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, it's pretty good. I've had Smirnoff um, seltzers before and like I've had an assortment pack Mm -hmm. and I liked them. I thought they were pretty good. That was actually the first, like, hard seltzer I ever had. Okay. I liked them. I would say I have liked, I think, the other brands I've had better. Okay. That's what I was wondering. They have some weird flavors, I feel like, but, I mean, I am fine with Smirnoff. So, I'm also having a hard seltzer. So, if you don't follow us on Instagram, then you missed out on my poll, so... Go follow us so you can vote next time. Our Instagram is Pop Culture on the Rocks Podcast. 
also I'll plug while I'm talking about this our Twitter is at popcultureotr and you can email us we did receive an email this week so that's very exciting shout out to Elizabeth our email is popcultureotrpodcast at gmail.com so anyway I posted a poll of if I should drink a local beer or a new hard seltzer that I've never had before Um, It was a close race, but the seltzer won out. So I'm having this brand, Mighty Swell. My friend Hannah actually replied to the poll and said this is her favorite brand of seltzer. So that got me excited. I have the peach flavor. And excuse me, on the can they call it a spiked spritzer. So... I want to I want to follow their brand standards, but it's really good. It's 110 calories, um, actually four grams of sugar, so it's a little sweeter than like a Truly, but it's a really flavorful like peach flavor, and I'm liking it. Is it swell? It's mighty swell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, give us Anna a reason that you and I should be on the Amazing Race. Well. I had this thought because, as someone may know by the episode title of this episode, um, I'm going to be talking about tough as nails. And personally, I think Callan and I are tough as nails, Mm. mainly because I think we have a wide variety of talents to because if if you watch the amazing race you know there are some really weird competitions on there like for example having to randomly sell ice cream to a bunch of people in a foreign country we can do that we both have um you have the marketing experience I'm the person who worked in the food industry for too long. You did sell ice cream. That's true. I was an ice cream scooper, so there you go. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like we just have a diverse skill set. Because some people I feel like, you know, they're all brawn or they're all brains. But I think we're both. And we got the beauty sprinkled on top. Mm -hmm. So we just hit hit every box that we got there yeah I don't really know what kind of challenge we would struggle with do you have do you are you thinking of one the building challenge is the only one I am pretty sure might be hard I mean yes the building thing may not be our strongest skill that we have but you've bought things from Ikea I've bought things from Walmart (laughs) and you know we both have furnished our homes with disassembled things uh so I feel like we could figure it out you know that's true if you can assemble things from Ikea I feel like you're good and I will say that I growing up was the kid that I didn't want to read any instructions when it came to like learning a new game or something Mm. I just wanted to figure it out myself and I feel like that skill set is good that's why I only like halfway know how to play chess because I just guessed (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I have no clue how to play chess maybe that's a weakness if we have to play chess against someone there's definitely going to be a chess challenge now we're tough as nails that was a great fact about us and it transitions very well into what you're educating me on tonight you know becoming a pro over here no big deal okay so we are filming this on a Thursday yesterday was Wednesday shocker uh the <laughs> the toughest nails finale was last night and i okay tough as nails is on cbs and it aired i believe in july it's hosted by phil kogan he's also an executive producer and i think he's like a director creator it's this is like his baby uh he and his wife are both executive producers on the show and i also Every episode, I have to give a shout out to Rob has a podcast, naturally. And Phil has been on his podcast, I think every week, almost, giving a recap on the show. And Phil kind of said that this is a a project that he's been wanting to do for a long time. Kind of celebrating all of the blue collar workers that we have and changing the way that the public views trades because... I completely agree with them. I mean, if you look at high schools today, everyone is trying to tell you, okay, you need to prep for college. You need to take your ACTs, your SATs, um, get in all of your applications, start applying for loans, all that jazz. 
And not everybody fits into that mold, into wanting to continue their education. There's nothing wrong with going to college. I went to college, um, but there's nothing wrong with going to a a trade school or getting an apprenticeship somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those things are so important. I mean, literally our society would not run if all of these trades were not fulfilled because essentially they are essential workers. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of crazy how, given the pandemic that we're in, we talk so much about essential workers and how vital they are to our society keeping on going and the economy and all that random stuff I don't really know anything about. So yeah, the timing was just really cool because... I think it really celebrates people who don't mind to get their hands dirty and will work hard for every single job that they have. All right, Tough as Nails. It's a reality competition and there were 12 contestants and a really great cast. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, there's some duds in there. Honestly, I don't think there are any duds. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for 12 people. Because usually on a reality show like this, I mean, of course, there are people you cheer for more than the others, but I appreciated that the show highlighted everybody's story. And so the concept of the show, Phil, before, you know, pre-quarantine, pre-pandemic, whatever, he went around the country and kind of recruited, I guess, people to come and try out to be on the show. So everybody, I think they were on like the radio stations and like the local TV stations saying we're going to be in this town on this day or whatever, come and I believe the requirement was to do 100 burpees, which sounds miserable to me, but so that was part of it was to do 100 burpees and that's kind of how they got it going because, you know, a new show, it's hard to cast people because people don't know what the show is. Um, So he had to kind of go out there and recruit everybody. Um, So anyway, they got these 12 people and they end up having a competition to where two people who win, like the top two people who win, they do like a schoolyard pick for their teams. And so you have Team Dirty Hands (laughs) and (laughs) Team Savage. Okay. Okay. Very interesting names, but I love it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Savage Crew, sorry. So yeah, so you have a really good overall, it was pretty equal to me as far as physical strength, mental strength. And that was kind of a theme that they have throughout the show is being tough doesn't necessarily mean that you can lift like 300 pounds and that you have the endurance to run however long. But being mentally tough is even even more important. Right. So I appreciated that. And there are a lot of underdogs on the show to where I think the average viewer, I mean, me included, would be kind of like, mm, that person's probably going to be the first one out. And so, spoiler, it does surprise you, I think, in that way. So kind of the, the setup, you have the two teams and they go to an actual job site and do the jobs that are actually there. So like, for example, one of the job sites that they went to was like a railroad yard, a rail yard, and they had to to lay down an actual railway. I don't really know what you call that. Railroad. Oh, uh, like tracks. And yeah, yeah. And um, so that, that was the team competition. Uh-huh. And so whichever team won, that team would win... I think it was $12,000. So everybody got $2,000. After that, you would have a competition. For example, they had to shovel coal. And the last two people to finish shoveling their coal went into overtime, as it was called. Mm. So then those two people had to do a task. And whoever was the slowest or whatever the competition may be, that person would punch out as you would call it. Uh, so he kind of had, you know, you got to make like terms for your own show, kind of like evicted or yeah, whatever, elimination or whatever. So um, yeah, it was really good. My probably favorite thing about the show is no one leaves. So like, even if you are punched out, that just means you are out of the running to win the individual title, but you're still in the team competition. So you can still win money. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I really loved that because like the people that I really enjoyed on the cast, I didn't have to 
like the first person who leaves, it's like, oh, that's a bummer. I only got to know him for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not the case. You get to see that person the entire show. So I, that's my favorite thing about the show is that you're really able to get to know these people and you see, yes, they're focused on the individual competition, but then they can move and they're like, okay, I'm out of the individual, but I can still contribute to my team and try to make money that way. So literally by the end of the show, everybody leaves there with money, which I also appreciate. But the, the final to be the toughest nails title, you get the title, you get $200,000 and you get, it's like a 2020 Ford truck, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was really good. Um, I don't, I don't really want to spoil it for anyone because I think it's worth watching. It's not super long. And even if you just watch the finale, honestly, I think it's good because they kind of talk about everybody that was on the show and the finale was two hours so if you don't want to watch anything I would suggest watching the finale because it's fun but yeah it was just really good and something really different than your average just reality show yeah I didn't know that people weren't like sent home so that's really cool because that's first of all it's refreshing to see like a team oriented show and then it's unique to have a show where you get to see the whole cast off season as opposed to people going home like one by one. So I like that. Yeah, I really enjoyed the premise. And it's just so different, like you said, just from what we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And it was just so refreshing because, I mean, yes, there's a little bit of drama, but not nearly to the extent as a lot of reality shows nowadays. Yeah. And all of those people really just came together in their teams and you know, once someone's taken out of the individual competition and you have your team, all those people that are still in it, they are like even more determined to win the team competitions because they want to help that person get more money That's since true. they're not in the individual ones. So yeah, it was really great. Highly recommend Tough as Nails. Awesome. And, you know, we got to support our boy Phil. So absolutely. We love him. Well, moving on to our other CBS show on currently. <sighs> We're, since Anna was on vacation last week and we did our Netflix episode, which you should listen to if you haven't yet. We're a couple weeks behind, so we're just gonna we're gonna hit the highlights. Although, what are the highlights? I don't know. It was all very low to me. <laughs> yes. Touching on last week, obviously. We knew Tyler was HOH. I got yelled at in a Big Brother Facebook group just simply asking a question um, if he actually won. Because I don't know if y'all saw this, but people on Twitter were going off saying that, oh, he hit the buzzer before the mug stopped on the table and that was a rule. And like Julie had not said that, but so many people were saying it. I thought, so was this a rule? In which case, Janelle should have won HOH. So, you know, I simply asked a question in a Big Brother Facebook group and... (laughs) (laughs) They came after you. They sure did. I'm sorry I ever asked. Um, The short (laughs) answer is no. That was not a rule. And Tyler won fair and square, which is fine. I was... I love Tyler. That's great. I would just want a clarification. But anyway, he won. Janelle and Kaser were the targets to everyone's surprise oh yeah so shocking and ultimately Janelle went home um again not super shocking but a lot of stuff happened so what kind of stuck out to you I think they're two big like like (laughs) lights going off like you said, I think the David, Tyler, Davon communication, whatever craziness that was. And then you have the Janelle versus Nicole yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. To me, the drama between Janelle and Nicole is a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. But And we've kind of touched on it before. But, oh, Lord, I don't know what David was doing. <laughs> I love like when I saw David on the cast and I mean I think on our first BB episode we talk about how excited we are to see him Mm -hmm. and excited to see how he plays I oh he had a rough a rough night that night um he did correct me if I'm wrong he was speaking with Davon 
and they, they were talking about different alliances. And David mentioned that Cody and Tyler were working together and wanted to, and had said Davon's name to Flip last week in order to send David out. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I, from my understanding, like Tyler said that because he was looking out for David and he had just like tried to warn him that that's what he was hearing. I'm pretty sure surprising to no one. Danny is the one that told Tyler um, that. And so he was just trying to help David out, but he said like, I mean, don't say anything to Davon about this. And he did. What ended up happening is Davon got mad at David for like doubting her and like believing that. And even though he said he was trying to fact check it, then Tyler, of course, was mad because like David went up and told him that, hey, I just told Davon and now she's upset. <laughs> and he's like, what? So, yeah. So you're making both sides upset. Exactly. So now everybody that was looking out for you is mad at you and doesn't trust that you're going to like keep a secret or whatever so yeah it's just another strike for him and it it was so bad but I I did feel bad for him somewhat because he knew he made a like a really rookie mistake and I just I almost got like secondhand embarrassment I feel that yeah Yeah, so uh it's just like I think he's a a good guy apparently he wanted to be on Love Island this this summer. I think he would have done great on that show. I do too. I think I I think that would have worked out better for him because I think he's a really good guy. I just don't think the Big Brother house is like where he thrives. So and that's fine. Yeah. I'm glad he got a second chance so that like he knows what the game's all about and he gets to experience it. We get to see him like actually get to play and like he has a fair shot but if he gets sent home soon I'm not gonna be that upset about it because I just think he's putting other people's games at risk at this point and right there are other people that I want to succeed way more than him yeah so there's a lot about Danny going on but some stuff that we saw last week was that she is planting seeds about each person that's kind of her strategy that's kind of biting her in the butt at this point but she made it sound like coconuts is her number one ally like who she wants to go to the end with do you think that I mean obviously that would tell me that means she thinks she can beat her do you think that's because she's a a winner I think possibly but at the same time (sighs) I don't know, because, you know, whenever Dan and Ian were in the final two, that jury (laughs) had a lot of issues with Dan, and I don't think they really wanted to give a winner a second win. Mm -hmm. So, not, not discrediting Ian's game at all. I think he played amazing, and I totally think he deserved his win, and I love him, and I, he's one of the top people I'm cheering for this season, but... I don't know. I feel like with an all-star season, the likelihood of the jury voting for a winner to win again, to me, is more likely because I feel like they could recognize, wow, that's incredible that that person made it to the end a second time. So I think it really depends on how well Danny plays against Nicole's game to me. But that could be a completely different or wrong read. I don't know. But just from the way I view it, I feel like an all-star cast is more likely to give a second win to someone. No, I agree. I mean, I can see people wanting to target them throughout the season because they've proven they can win. So, like, yeah, you want to get them out. But at the same time, if they can get to the end, I think people are going to respect that. Um, Unless they just play super dirty and are bitter. I don't know. But... I don't know what her full Ron reasoning is. Maybe it's just because they're friends. Ah. Also, I wanted to mention the veto comp last week. It was kind of funny that Memphis, according to him, was not throwing the competition, even though (laughs) everyone thought he did. Um, Right. Yeah, it is weird because this was a stacking competition. And, I mean, spoiler, Janelle goes home. And on The Amazing Race, there was a stacking competition, and spoiler, Janelle and Brittany went home. (laughs) 
So there's some kind of Achilles heel here. I don't know. Oh, one thing I will say is, you know, Janelle never stops campaigning, which I just respect. And she does it in a way like she wasn't going against Kaser. It was all about her, which is even more respectable, in my opinion. Yeah. But what was hilarious is that she offered Cody her wedding band as collateral (laughs) to keep her in the house, (laughs) which... I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do, girl. Go for it. Okay. And if I'm remembering correctly, so Janelle has that conversation with Cody and Cody is just like so shocked that this has happened. Mm -hmm. And I had like a That's So Raven Big Brother flashback (laughs) where it's like I'm staring into the distance like this sounds familiar for some reason. And I think it was BB-15 with Alyssa and Amanda. Do you recall something like that? I also knew that it sounded familiar, but I, I, I mean, that was years ago. So it's just like really yeah. far off in my mind. <laughs> right. And I watched that season pretty recently within the last year. So that's probably why it's more fresh on my mind. Yeah. But it just surprised me because I was like, oh, That's happening again. Do you think it was a coincidence because, like, Janelle just, like, thought of that? Or she is friends with Rachel and Alyssa, so (laughs) you think she got the idea? That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's definitely possible, you know, that she's like, oh, maybe that's a good idea. I'll uh, offer that up. I mean, like you said, she is going to throw darts at the wall until that wall falls over. Yeah. So, and I appreciate that in her. She's not going to give up. I, I respect it. So when she did get evicted, which I think most of BB Nation was very upset about. Julie, I think, was most upset <laughs> with think, her like, listen uh, to your fans. Yeah. <laughs> they're off. They're, they're clapping for you. Yeah. I think that Julie was more upset than anyone else. She was the most upset person in BB Nation. I get the impression that she is an old school fan. Oh, yeah. Which I love that about her because I feel like a large part of like the super fan base. I mean, we love the old school players. And so she's just like, Janelle, you are gorgeous. (laughs) I know. I love that. What was devastating was watching her reaction to Julie telling her that they uh, outed all of Memphis's alliance to Memphis. And that's honestly what screwed them over. And I think the, the the more upsetting thing, like, obviously she was, like, ugh, with herself, but she just seemed like she's like, oh, no, Kaser doesn't know. Yeah. And he's still going to confide in him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was heartbreaking because you're just like, man, wish you could just, like, send, like, a little message in a bottle to Kaser. <laughs> or by plane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> or she, maybe she was the wall yeller and she's just like... Oh. Okay, sir, don't trust Memphis. <laughs> Nicole's goodbye message to her caused some heated drama online as well, saying that Always. you don't have you don't have to worry about coming to my wedding. <laughs> and Janelle was unfazed. <laughs> Absolutely. She had just like a stoic face. It's just like whatever. whatever. Yeah. She that. didn't care. So going into this past week, Enzo won HOH barely. <sighs> Kaser was so close. I think I would have like run around the block if Kaser had won. <laughs> yeah. It was oh so close. Goodness. It was so close. It was very upsetting. It really was. Um, and I'm <sighs> sure no one was more upset than he was. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And there was a lot of chatter about the hinky votes because Janelle was only voted out nine to two. So they were trying to figure out who were the two votes which they were Enzo and Danny. Apparently, Enzo is a much better liar than Danny. Apparently so, which was just so surprising to me because nobody seemed to suspect him. Well, and not even just that, but like later in the week with Kaser saying it was so easy for him to read people. And I do think Kaser is great at reading people, but Enzo was lying straight to his face and Kaser did not pick up on it. So I don't know. I think there's something about the way Enzo communicates that Yeah, I think he's a good liar, so that's good in this game. Yeah, right. My only concern, it seems like Danny's in hot water 
for several reasons. Like you mentioned earlier, she's the gardener, apparently, and goes around and waters her seeds that she plants. That did make me laugh. And her giving a, a vote to Kaser, technically, did not help the situation. And especially telling it to Cody, you know, you kind of wonder, it's like, well... She already came to Cody before and said, hey, what if we throw out two votes for Kaser and pin it on uh, Day and Bay? And he was like, uh, no. So it's like, how much harm is it really going to do for you to fess up to your alliance member mm-hmm. that you already told beforehand and say, yeah, it was me. Please don't tell anyone. We can use it as, you know, some type of strategy later on. And I get the impression that Cody probably would have been fine with that. Mm -hmm. But he was just like, I think you're lying to me. I think you're lying to me. And just could not let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would have been much better for her to just tell him. Because now he basically knows she's lying to him, which is not good for her. So, especially when he is in with so many people and telling other people of that, whether he wants her out or not. You know, now people are saying we need to target her, but whether he wants her out or not, he told people about that situation, so that's gonna paint her in a bad light, you know? While we are on the Danny train, I could not believe my eyes when she came into that room with Tyler and Coconuts and ratted out that Slick Six meeting. And then left. Yeah. And Tyler's stuck in there like, that was weird. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I... Yeah, I don't I don't know if she had like a brain fart and was like, <laughs> I'm in so many alliances, I can't keep up with who's in which one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was awkward. And definitely another nail for her alliance to be like, mm, are we sure we want to keep her around? Which is scary. I know that's it was unlike her I don't know what she was thinking but I'm (laughs) obviously she was freaking out about it because yeah she left Tyler to handle it and might I add I think Tyler handled it so smoothly like he was on it as soon as she said that he was like a house meeting (laughs) like he was so innocent and then like turned it right back around on her saying that was weird like he said something before nicole had the chance to say something he's good he's really good he is i wanted to throw in because all season we've been talking about these awesome conversations that have been aired on the show Mm -hmm. and i personally loved the conversation between kaser and davon about religion and race relations and how all of that ties in. I just have loved the conversations we've seen from both of them this season. I'm so glad that they're on it on this season so that we can hear their perspectives and just enjoy these moments that are so much more important than the game. And um, like I get a lot of value out of seeing those and it's just really nice. I think that's a depth that we don't get from Big Brother a lot of the time so I loved that yeah that was a great moment but unfortunately Kaser was on the block and so was Kevin who said I'm a queen not a pawn which made me laugh (laughs) um (laughs) that was a great quote that veto competition that was a great competition first of all I know I was so happy by it and (laughs) Fact about me, I am a huge NSYNC fan (laughs) and have been for so long. (laughs) And oh my gosh, if that was not no strings attached, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. It was so great. And I saw all the all the tweets that people had comparing it to that and I was just like, Yes. 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 They should love it. They should have been playing some NSYNC during that. Definitely. They should have gotten that copyright. Give give some of those people some money. Like, come on. Well, and um Lance Bass is a huge BB fan. True, exactly. So he should have been the like guest host for that. Live performance. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Even if it was via Zoom. Well, I'll say that Kevin certainly earned it because... Absolutely. Ooh, it looked really and hard. It, that's what I love about the endurance comps is, man, like, you can really prove yourself. And it's like, ooh, he wanted it. And he was stretching all kinds of muscles, getting in those awkward, like, puppet positions. <laughs> he earned it. Um, 
That was a really fun one to watch. I was hoping that when he took himself off the block, we could get someone up like David or something that might give Kaser more of a shot. But Christmas volunteered. <laughs> when I read when I read that update, I I was like, well, that is, you know, the the nail in the coffin for Kaser. Yeah. And Christmas is playing great. Like, she's in with everybody. Everyone loves her. It's really frustrating to me to say that Christmas is one of the better players this season. Right. (laughs) Right. Because she's so under the radar and every single eviction where they say, yeah, Christmas is in this big alliance and is not in with you, those people are all like, wow, Christmas is in that alliance. Yeah. No one has named her. Mm Mm-hmm. I I guarantee if they let her get to, like, final six, final five, she is going to go on a run like Casey did in BB20 with Vitas because she mm-hmm. is too good. She's really good at comps, and, like, we don't know her full potential. And that's an advantage. That's an advantage for her this season is because people – I mean, people know that she's pretty loyal. Her son is also loyal. <laughs> and – like that she's socially really good, but they don't know what she's capable of. I mean, they obviously know that she's physically strong, but they probably don't know what type of physical comp she'd be really good at. Mm -hmm. And so that can be an advantage for her because she can kind of be underestimated maybe. They're like, oh, I don't think she'd be very good at XYZ. That's true. They don't know fully. There's a lot of talk about Ian and possibly backdooring him. We're very glad that did not happen. Oh my goodness, yes. I did have a question when I was watching Wednesday's episode, though. I can't remember who he was talking to, but how the heck did Cody list off all of Ian's HOH wins on his first season by weeks? I I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I figured Cody had seen several seasons, but I don't consider him a super fan. Yeah. Like, t- he doesn't have that, like, character type to me. Mm-hmm. I've always heard that Tyler and Ian are super fans, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some others that I'm missing. But yeah, I was like, goodness, he knows a lot about Ian. <laughs> I don't know if he read up on him, or maybe he just really loves his season. I don't know. But I was like, wow, okay, that's impressive. Yeah, I didn't know where that came from, because I think I've seen that he is a fan, and that I've heard him like talking about a lot of previous seasons even though he isn't as active in the big brother world i feel like i've seen him on the feeds like talking about stuff that's happened but i didn't expect him to be at the level where he could list that off yeah (laughs) poor caser you know he hit us with that energy in the dr i'm doing this for america and i'm doing this for bb nation okay yes that was a great tv moment because i think a large majority of Big Brother fans are obsessed with Kaser. We are one of them. And hearing him being like, I'm not going out quiet. I mean, he campaigned obviously a lot trying to blow up the house. And he's like, even if I don't get any votes, like, I think even he said, frankly, this is kind of boring and I don't want it to be boring anymore. Yes. And I feel like everybody collectively was like, yes, Yes. Kaser. Like, what up, (laughs) Kaser? So, man, that speech was fire. Like, calling out everybody on that major alliance. He killed it on his speech. And I'll give kudos, first of all, to Ian. Ian got a lot of love on tonight's episode, and he deserved it. Yes. He hasn't been shown quite as much and we've been kind of like wondering what is he doing what's he thinking yeah and I and I could see his strategy of you know I don't want to create too many waves and don't want to come across as being super strategic or playing too hard but yeah it's time to flip the script and that conversation that whole bit with him and Kaser and Kaser's like giving him all this information and Ian like the light switch turns on And he's like, oh, yeah, I can totally see that now. And then it just snowballs to tell Bailey. And then, yeah, it was great. It was so good. So great. I'm so glad Kaser went out like that. Here's what I have to say about the speech. Obviously, I've seen 22 seasons now. So I've seen a lot of eviction night speeches where people call people out, rat out alliances, whatever. Yeah. This was the most respectful 
calling out speech I've ever seen. I understand people are frustrated or on edge because their names were mentioned and they're worried about their game and whatever. So, like, I understand that, but... Danny said she thought it was disrespectful and tasteless, and I had to disagree. I mean, if you're going to call people out, and she would do the same thing. I'm sorry, Danny, but she'd be up there calling people out too. So I just think she was frustrated, which, again, is understandable. But, like, what? That was so respectful. If you're going to call me out, I'd have to stand up and give you a round of applause. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, it's been boring. Every I feel like everything is predictable. So... Give us some drama. <laughs> Spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Kaser did great. And I agree with you about that. And I think it was just one of those things. It's, you know, it's a live show. So they are like brewing, waiting to go into the DR and vote him out. Yeah. So I'm sure if the shoe was on the other foot, obviously, she wouldn't say something like that, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it was just one of those things like, wow, was not expecting that. Um, And probably she's nervous for her game. I don't know if she's caught wind of everything that's going on with her alliance doubting her, but probably that situation did not make it any better. So he's voted out, was it 10 to 0? Yeah. You know, what can you do? But those hugs that he got from Nicole and Danny were like daggers were just like coming out of their eyes. That's the only way I can explain it. They like intentionally got out of the way to not hug him. And he intentionally walked over to them to hug them. And I hope the rest of the house notices this. Multiple names were dropped in his speech. And two people were very upset slash visibly angry. And I think that just shows if I were in the house, I would say, okay, if you're so upset about this, then it's probably true. I think the most upset are the most nervous for their game. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll see how it affects them later, but go out with a bang. Kaser went out of the house, and of course, again, Julie is devastated, as are we. They had an awesome conversation, and, you know, she gave him some hype and freaked him out because (laughs) of her wording. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that was so devastating. I was like, wait, was there some vote that I missed (laughs) somewhere? I know. Like, heck yes, I would have used every single email address in the world to vote him back. I can't imagine how pissed the house would be if he just walked right back in. I don't (laughs) don't even care. care. No, I don't care either. He comes in with like hand sanitizer (laughs) on his hands and he's like, what up, everybody? I'm back. I'm back. Amazing. But yeah, that was a great... That was a great exit interview, and I really wanted to... I was curious to see the goodbye messages. I don't know if they'll be online, but I'm curious to see what they'll say. Like Kaser mentioned again, I I mean, I don't think production would be mad if he's... That he said what he said, that he's not, I think, on the, on the show for the money, but to be a light into what our world needs to change. And that was just a great moment because, again, it shows you that Kaser has his priorities right, in my opinion, and he's there to use that platform. I mean, if you didn't already know why he is a beloved member of BB Nation, here's another example. You know, I'm glad that he can feel satisfied leaving. It's very frustrating that he, again, didn't make it to jury, and I'm sure that's really frustrating for him. Yeah. I think that he made a lasting impression. I mean... Absolutely. A legend, for sure. Yeah, he's not one of those people that you're just going to forget about because he went home early. I don't know. I'm glad we got to see him again. Yeah, me too. So, I don't know what's going to happen next week. Um, (laughs) Christmas one HOH. Um, Oh, I was so (sighs) pulling for Davon. I was just... Davon was was... so close. I was holding my breath, literally. I'm so frustrated that Christmas won. And honestly, out of some other choices, I'm kind of glad that she won because, I mean, it's not that I don't want, like, Tyler or someone else I like to win HOH, but I just wanted someone not in those core groups to win. Right. Because we need to see something different. Yeah. 
shake it up a little bit. I don't know if she's going to shake it up or not. I don't know. I think that she is more likely to than someone else. And honestly, choices are Oh yeah. Choices are dwindling. We're going to have to see some some drama. I'm excited about the twist. The new twist. Me too. The basement. Dun dun dun. <laughs> And it was really funny because doesn't she say something about it's a competition at night or not at night, but in the darkness and there are three powers to be won? Mm -hmm. I saw whoever's running David's Twitter. (laughs) They were like, wait, what? (laughs) Because the camp comeback competition was in the dark and he lost that competition. Oh, no. He's going to be like reliving that trauma. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Right. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, maybe he can redeem himself. Yeah, I'm excited for that twist. I hope it'll, again, shake up some of the house and hopefully give those people on the other side some ammunition to spice things up a little bit. Well, I sure hope so. I I need some excitement. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen as far as Cody or as someone called him on Facebook, John Travolta. And now I can't unsee that. (laughs) Um, But... He covered his butt as far as telling Enzo about the commission, so that was smart. Mm -hmm. Um, So, curious to see if that affects anything. The thing about Big Brother always is that the season is so long that people who make you mad at the beginning you almost like forget what they did and that you start liking them again. And I feel like that's happening with Memphis because his horrible HOH rain is like so far in the distance now that it, yeah. he's coming back not as like a main figure and that's good and also it's amazing that he put together that alliance and Janelle and Kayser never realized that he was a part of it yeah even to the end so I just think that speaks to his gameplay so I'm not counting him out yet we'll see yeah it's gonna be a crazy week I think I say that every time, but <laughs> I think especially now after Kaser's speech, it's the feeds are going to be a little uh, more active, I think. And I hope it's a crazy week, to be honest. Like, it hasn't... <laughs> we need that. We really we need too. that. We do. I, I just need some, some excitement. Absolutely. We deserve that. Anxious to see what's going to happen. But speaking of excitement, we did want to shout out a YouTube channel that we are friends with the the creators uh the the youtube channel is called chortle games chortle is in like laughing really hard so c-h-o-r-t-l-e games and they mainly play like video games but um we're friends with the two guys who do or the two main guys who do the channel and they've shouted out us, our podcast to their watchers, I guess, is the subscribers. There we go. Um, and so we wanted to do the same thing for them because they're awesome. So if you're into video games or they have a podcast as well, Chortlecast, I believe is what it's called. So check them out. We love plugging our friends and we appreciate them doing the same. So check them out or recommend them to a friend if you know somebody who's into video games. Like I mentioned earlier, be sure to connect with us. Um, We'd love to know who you are, if you are a listener, and how you found us, where you live, all that good stuff. Um, We just want to get to know our listeners. Be sure to follow us on social media, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and um, let us know what you want us to watch, discuss, drink, any of the above. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, recommend it to a friend. Yeah. So thanks for listening to today's episode and um, we'll talk to you all next week. 